Good morning to all of my podcast people. Currently, it is 9.20 a.m. and I am recording this podcast in Newburyport, Massachusetts. The date is July 11th of 2020. Today, I have another rather interesting podcast planned for you all. It will relate to Black Lives Matter and racial inequality throughout our nation. In terms of the content for today, I will be interviewing a variety of kids from my school in terms of their opinion on racial inequality in our nation. I must ensure and promise to you all that my opinion in this podcast will remain neutral and I will not express my feelings toward this matter. I hope that you all can gain something from this podcast. And most importantly, I believe it is crucial to keep something like this on record as our nation is in a time where we will be changing. So everybody, for my first guest speaker today, I will have Leah Metzger. Hello, Leah. How are you doing today? Hi, Sam. I'm good. How are you? Good. So my, for my first question, I'd like to ask, how do you view our country's current situation as it relates to racial inequality? This question is very broad. Please speak as you feel. Well, this is a very tough question, and I feel like it could go many different ways. But I, like many of you, I'm just trying to learn how to better support people of color and try to educate myself because I know that we don't get educated that much about this topic in school. So I'm just forming a new view on the world uh, more recently. Although racial inequality and police brutality has been going on for a while, um, the recent killings like of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor just sparked my interest in the Black Lives Matter movement, so I've gotten more involved in that. Next, going on to the second question. How do you view our country's current situation as it relates to the police-slash-justice system? Again, this question is very broad. Please speak as you feel. Um, like I was saying before, growing up in like the Newburyport bubble, it's kind of like easy to just put that in the back of our minds and not really acknowledge what's going on. But I think George Floyd was the wake-up call for most Americans, and that caused us to pay more attention. And we learned that like everyone wasn't treated equally by the police. So, Leah, now moving into our second half of the interview. Question three. In terms of the leaders of our country, meaning senators, representatives, and the general hierarchy of our nation, how do you feel these people are responding? Are they doing a good job? Are they doing a bad job? Please explain. Well, starting off at a local level, I know there's been some issues in our town of Newburyport with, like, certain police at the protests and stuff and I think the mayor has done a fine job she's like started an investigation of them which I think is like a step in the right direction at least acknowledging that something like wrong is happening but certainly like at school and stuff there's a lot to be done to start educating people at a younger age So, Leah, 
as we come to the end of this interview, I do have one more thing to ask you. Lastly, if there's anything I missed or anything you'd like to say, please feel free to speak now. So just going back to Minnesota, where this all kind of started, I grew up there and my school there was much more diverse. And I just think that's important growing up to have friends from different parts of the world and different racial backgrounds. And then moving here in Newburyport, there's almost no diversity. So there's like less of a chance to learn about different cultures. And it's easier to see others as equals if you grow up and become friends with them. And I just think we missed an opportunity as a town at least but there's still a chance to grow and learn because we're the next generation. So we have to take personal responsibility to fix this in the future. And the country will be much better when the racial um, inequalities are eliminated. Leah, thank you so much for your time and have an excellent day. Thank you, you too. So now, everybody, I will be interviewing Maddie DeSemio, Jr. at Newburyport High School. Hi, Maddie. How are you doing today? Hi, Sam. I'm doing good. All right. So first, I'd like to ask you, how do you view our country's current situation as it relates to racial inequality? This question is very broad. Please speak as you feel. I feel racial inequality has been around for as long as America has. We built our country around the practices of slavery, and Black people have been fighting for equal rights for a really long time. Even though the Equal Rights Act was passed and it officially ended segregation in the eyes of the law, people still were practicing it. Groups like the KKK, a terrorist organization against black people, were functioning and still function today, and the government does little or nothing to stop them. In answering your question, I view our country's racial inequality as a major problem and setback for our growth as a country. I think we need to focus on making sure black lives are valued just as much as every other life. So Maddie, now in terms of question two, how do you view our country's current situation as it relates to the police slash justice system? This question is very broad. Please speak as you feel. I feel like the police has always exhibited an abuse of power on everyone, whether they're white, black, Hispanic, or Middle Eastern. However, the hammer falls hardest onto people of color, mainly black people. Our police system was first created as slave patrols in order to catch slaves who are trying to escape to freedom. And the system has just morphed and changed into our police system that we know today. Um... I believe since police have not been proportionately, have been not proportionately killing black people, so killing them more than they kill Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. races for minor offenses like a possible forgery or for sleeping in his car, that's just, Mm -hmm. it's truly awful. And the system should have received change after these events began to happen, but they haven't. And I believe the police needs to address this problem better and they should receive the proper punishment for the crimes that they're committing against these black people. I believe the police have become above the law and they're not adequately being punished for the things they've done and this this is extremely corrupt. They need to be held accountable for their actions and I know not all police are bad 
by supporting this system, the corrupt system that allows them to stand together even after one of their members has done something truly awful. I think that everyone just needs to be held accountable and um, make sure that they're not above the law. Now, Maddie, as we move towards the second half of our interview, question three. In terms of the leaders of our country, meaning senators, representatives, and the general hierarchy of our nation, how do you feel these people are responding? Are they doing a good job? Are they doing a bad job? Please explain. I feel like our president is responding the worst out of everyone. He's the leader of our country, and he should have the best interests of everyone that lives in America. However, through his actions to decide to tear gas and throw rubber bullets at innocent protesters for a photo op and to not take action and punish the cops who have taken innocent black lives, he has proven that he doesn't value or care about the lives of these black members of his country and he doesn't want to fight for them. Now moving on to question four, Maddie. What do you see for the future of this country as it relates to racism? I just hope that because of this year and all the protests that occurred and all of the attention that was brought to this subject, I hope that racism has been brought to the forefront of people's lives. I hope it makes people more aware of the way they may be speaking or acting towards a person of color I hope it brings more education about racism to schools, and I hope police systems receive some type of reform in an effort to end police brutality. I really hope that throughout all the attention that this has gotten this year, that it really makes people more aware of how they may be acting, even though they might not think they're racist, they might just have some sort of implicit bias, which all of us have implicit biases, but it's important to make sure that you recognize that Mm -hmm. so you change it. Now, Maddie, lastly, if there's anything I missed or anything you'd like to say, please feel free to speak now. I just want to say thank you for allowing me to come on and talk with you today. And to everyone listening, it's super important to make an effort to be anti-racist which means being an active ally to the Black Lives Matter movement, attending protests, signing um, petitions, and spreading information to educate and inform others. Thank you. Maddie, thank you so much and have a great day. You too, Sam. Bye. So now everybody, I will be interviewing Stella Okaya, senior at Newburyport High School. Hi, Stella. How are you? I'm doing good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing well. So first, I want to ask you, question one. How do you view our country's current situation as it relates to racial inequality? This question is very broad, so please speak as you feel. Um, Pertaining to the issues of racial inequality in our country, I think what we're seeing right now is underlying racism, or not even just underlying racism but racism that is very openly practiced Mm -hmm. seen Mm -hmm. in u.s in the u.s um but some of us choose to ignore it to our own benefit um but i think what's really 
specifically important um, about the movement that's going on right now is between the pandemic and just <laughs> how much is um, how much of this movement is happening it's on happening. the internet right? yep. in yep. front of us. It's very obvious who is siding with Black Lives Matter right. and who is, you know, pausing and saying, what about police? And, right. you know, have all these different components to think about. But mm-hmm. the major issue is that Black lives don't matter in this country right now. And, you know, between... It, it's interesting to see how it's still controversial right. um, to many Americans. But the number one issue is that black people aren't valued um by the government by big greater power by white people and that's what that's what we need to work on so stella now moving on to question two how do you view our country's current situation as it relates to the police slash justice system this question is very broad so please speak as you feel with the current movement in the United States going on right now, to me, it's never been more clear that we need to defund the police and make major reforms to how we incarcerate civilians. And honestly, um, before early June, I, I didn't even know that defunding the police was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have thought that it was very radical, but I've been educating myself a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's honestly it's really disturbing um just what just doing a little reading about the history of policing in the united states mm-hmm. just corrupt it always been has been and um how it's just very gross to know that i never really saw the police as an immediate threat to my life but they have been for so many communities and groups of people um but I believe that what needs to happen is by defunding the police and managing it well, it is definitely not an easy thing to do. Um, it has to be a well-managed process. But defunding the police will allow different money in um, cities and towns to be redistributed to schools and to um, social work services and so forth so on. So in that way, we can you know, dismantle this racist system through varying organizations and groups of people who are trained in different practices, because it's not just one thing. It's not just the police. They are part of a larger, more corrupt system. And that is constantly taking away from the, the types of reforms that we need, which is educating people and people understanding that mm-hmm. our country is is founded on a racist system and is has never really detached from it we just kept going um so that's really my take on police and as for the justice system it is that is a very very intricate um system and i i honestly i cannot begin to understand in many ways but it is um i watched the documentary 13th again recently and i feel like that's a very very important um documentary for people to watch to understand that mass incarceration is a very real thing in this country and so many um people who are criminalized are not um actually guilty of anything i'm not really like wording this very well but there is that's fine (laughs) there's a huge problem with the criminalization of 
black people in this country and just people of color that white people never never experience and that's why it's easy to ignore um I'm, i'm not the most educated on this topic but at the bottom line it is hurting people and it is hurting communities and many impoverished communities are over policed and it's about our country taking accountability and seeing that we our system is 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 insanely flawed and if it's not affecting us it still matters um and we need to reform those stella moving on to question three in terms of the leaders of our country meaning senators, representatives, and the general hierarchy of our nation. How do you feel as people are responding? Are they doing a good job? Are they doing a bad job? Please explain. Um, so I can't speak very much to how other governors have been responding to the situation because it is varying across the country, but um, at least in Massachusetts and in our town new report, it mm-hmm. is, you know, even if... It's, it's fair to say that this issue um, hasn't been on our leaders' radar until right. people were really, really protesting and bringing it to their attention. Um, so it's, you know, <laughs> many of our leaders haven't been doing a good job nor a bad job specifically. They just have not been thinking about it. Right. Um, right. So right now it's really about the step they take forward and it really lies in how they have been responding. and. At least in Newburyport, I know that I was upset and a lot of people were upset to see that um, the city was tearing down Black Lives Matter right. flyers and posters and defund the police um, flyers that were hung up around like the waterfront area. And that is, you know, many small actions, as small as they seem, um, speak a lot for what our leaders' position um, is and has been right. on racial inequality mm-hmm. and I think that a number one mistake that can be made in places like Newburyport and Massachusetts as a whole is thinking that because we are majority liberal um, mm-hmm. that we are exempt from racism because we're not in the south where you know so much of it thrives right. in our history it is definitely 100% relevant here too um so I think, you know, right now we're not doing so good in addressing these issues, but it's our job to do better. And pertaining to um, at least our government's leadership and <laughs> specifically the Trump administration, right. mm. I can say personally um, they are doing a very bad job um, addressing this. And mm-hmm. it's specifically because... Donald Trump and the Trump administration has not even really addressed the issue of racism in of itself. Um, They haven't really come up with any well-structured reforms on how to um, improve our country and grow from what we're seeing happening right now. At least (laughs) Donald Trump has, um, in many ways, just furthered the divide in this country. He's used this movement to pin blame on another group of people, which is a lot of people on the left and a lot of people advocating for change. Um, It's really, it's not, it's, it's, I would dare say he doesn't really have 
like he he's taken his stance but it's not one that is very um it's not leading us in any sort of <laughs> real direction i guess um mm-hmm. he's really just you know le- making us stuck here right now in this Stella, as we now move to the end of our interview, I do have one more question for you. Question four. What do you see for the future of this country as it relates to racism? I think what needs to happen in the future of our country is that people really need to start taking accountability, especially especially white people, um, around how racism is built into our country's foundation and into our present day. Um, it's it's impossible to move forward, and I think this movement cannot, will shall not end until mm-hmm. we see real real reforms. This has been going on for for much too long, and we need to do everything we can. It's you know it's it's frustrating to see that so many people have a hard time, um, you know, acknowledging that what really matters here is that. We need to gain empathy and recognize that people of a different skin color are suffering, and it is very much in our hands to change that. You know, you may not be your white ancestors, but you are certainly the decisions that they made in our history. They are, you are, mm-hmm. you are history. We have our privilege because our white ancestors made it so through terrible, terrible acts, and you know. People, white people, <laughs> struggle to acknowledge that, but mm-hmm. it's what happened. We need to get uncomfortable, and we need to have conversations, and we need to uplift people of color because it is, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not our country. And it's amazing to me um, how much I've gone on sort of ignorantly, mm-hmm. whether I realized um, how I was being ignorant, just not seeing my privilege for what it is and so forth. So I think what needs to happen is people owning up to our history and no longer whitewashing it. Um, We know that ignoring our history, displaying it uh, differently in our textbooks, um, that won't achieve anything. We need to see it for what it is and we can grow from that. So there, yeah. Stella, thank you so much and have an excellent day. Thank you, Sam, you too. To all my listeners here at My Life in a Nutshell, I hope you have an excellent day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast this evening, and I hope you gained something from it in some way.